showdown in Horton Square. (laughs) (laughs) This town ain't big enough for the four of us. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hey, well, good evening, everybody. I'm David, and this is Take2Radio Soaps and Review, and I have the whole cast of characters with me today. Hey, group. (laughs) Hello, hi. Bonjour, everybody. Bonjour. We have Candace. Hi, everybody. Carolyn. Hello, hello. Anthony. You know I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and all of us would like to welcome back Casey Stephen Hutchinson. Oh, you called me by my government name. <laughs> Oh, I know. Shame on me. Shame on me. The IRS is calling, David. You're responsible for half the fines. They, I called you all out. Welcome back, Casey. Um, Well, thank you very much for the show, and I've missed ranting to the fans, and I would say I've missed bashing Vivian Giovanni, but, you know, she off days for a long time now, so maybe I'll find something new. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that poor girl alone while she bags her groceries in the Stop and Shop up in Maryland. (laughs) Oh, please. It ain't not wrong with that either. Please. I actually, like, what is she up to nowadays? Please. Does anybody know? She's no, begging. Well, she's the shopping shop. I'm telling you. No, she's living. She's actually no. I know what she's doing. She's actually living her best life right now, and we, you know, we want that. We want everybody to be happy. We do. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do. yeah. Tonight, okay. dear folks, we have no interview, but we do have recaps. <laughs> And commentary on all four <laughs> daytime soaps currently on the air. And mm-hmm. let's start off with a birthday wish to the one and only Jeannie Cooper of Young and the Restless. Oh, yes. God um, bless you. Yeah. 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 One of my, one of my favorites. My God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rest in peace and. Go on and give those angels hell, Jeannie. 
Yeah, I I just said, my dear God in heaven, how much do we we miss her? And if you're yeah. a young and a Russell fan, you can only imagine what she'd be thinking right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, I can. You. We can only imagine. I said wow. I was gonna be good, right? I did. I did tonight. I said I was gonna be good. Yep. You did. You promised. See, I did. I did not make. Such See, I didn't promise. Wait a minute. I didn't promise. I said I would be good. I didn't say a promise. I promised, right, promise but I did. All right. Because when you good, you're good, but when you bad, you just so much better, to paraphrase Ms. Dietrich. But <laughs> see, I made no yeah. I made no statement. In, in fact, I, I redecorated and renovated my soapbox. I added some fairy glitter and some moon glitter. And um, no, and it's outright center stage in my living room right now because there are a few things that I think need to be said this week. Um, David, yeah. do you mind if I take center stage for a moment? Uh, yes, please do. Okay. Um, over the last couple of weeks on various social media outlets, there's been a lot of chatter. There's been a lot of misinformation put out there both by fans and by some, let's call them slightly dubiously credited websites um, that stir up a lot of fan discourse. Um, and we at Take the Soaps, and myself especially, would like to remind you guys that not everything you see, read, or hear is a credible source. Um, amen. Amen. So before you take it to the bank and before you take it to a rant, consider the source. Mm-hmm. Maybe sit back for a moment and watch and see if credible sources like Mr. Hutchinson, who, who scoops some good information this week, like myself, who have brought you some credible, very credible information right here on this soap and on my actual blog postings, and other credible sources confirm what you see and read. Having said that, mm-hmm. um, there are a couple other points that I want to address. It's a really dubious time for our soaps. There are only four left on the actual network airwaves, and none of them are contracted outside this decade. Not that that really matters. Those of us sitting on this, on this blog right now know that in a heartbeat, a soap, be, can be, a soap can be canceled. And having said that, the reason I'm saying that is because there's also been a lot of actor backlash on their own private, on their own pages based upon actions and reactions their characters make on our shows. Here's the thing, guys. Opinions are like the poop shoots. Everybody's got one, and here's mine. The more, ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth? I'm wiping as we speak. But, but yeah, yeah. Before it turns into diarrhea, let me finish. You know, here's here's where it stands. The more negativity we put out there, each negative post ends up counting as one eighth of a viewer. So eight oh, yeah. negative posts. Mm-hmm. equal up to a viewer. If yeah. you think of it in those terms, we're turning off about 700 viewers a day with the negative discourse that's out there. 700 people who might tune in to see something like the hotness of Ben and Sierra, Ben, you know, playing with a cereal box, or the hotness of mm-hmm. Sam and Jason possibly rekindling, oh, Lord Jesus, why is it taking so long? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in my rant. 
I'm supposed to be a public service. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. That's, that's my segment. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, all, all kidding aside, one-eighth one eight of a viewer every negative post. That's what it costs us. So, guys, if you're a true soap fan, like the, like the five of us on this call right now are, call, call these people out. Stop them, from, stop them from bashing specific actors. Stop them from bashing our shows. We may not like what we see. We may not like the direction it's going in, but we can constructively offer our opinions rather than bashing. And I'm going to kick my soapbox back onto the couch. God, it looks so pretty tonight. And say thank you for allowing me to. And remember that, guys. One more thing. I say this a lot about my political posts, and I, y'all know that I don't put many up there. Put many up there. But for every political post that I do post on social media, I make sure to send a communication to one of my elected representatives to balance it out. If we do the same thing with soaps and show, as Candace always says, we have tons more power as soap fans than we realize. Okay. If we do it constructively, we can keep these shows going. And I was part of a focus group this week for ABC. There's possibilities of more soaps coming back to coming onto the air. Yeah. They are exploring the possibilities. So the more positivity we put out there, the more likely it is to keep the four that we have and to add to our stable of shows. Possibly bring right. back shows that we thought are completely dead forever. So if I could just That's promising. I would like to chime in. I would like to chime in. Um, first of all, I just have to say thanks for allowing me back. I'm ready to unpack our shows tonight. Um, but anyway, so as Anthony mentioned, I broke exclusively that Tyler Christopher was out for good at Days of Our Lives. Um, i got to preach to y'all for a second, all you soap fans out there. I did post in my article that I didn't know the reason why, and a lot of you do as well. But here is the thing. I'm not telling anybody directly the reason. And y'all need to lay off, okay? Yes, we look up to these people. Yes, the soap actors have raised us, basically, because they're in our living rooms every day. But here is the thing. They are also human. Tyler Christopher, all he needs right now is just prayers if you believe in that stuff. And Yeah, he just needs us to help him get better, and hopefully he'll end up back on our TV screens one day. Um, I was going to save that for when we get to Days of Our Lives, but since Anthony did a great speech on um, these specific sites out there, I thought I would just go into that. So, yep, that's I said my piece. And you know, to I piggy- guess to be- I'm sorry. Guess. I just want to piggyback on that for a second. Not every actor, Tyler Christopher, Eileen Davidson, are leaving their respective shows because they're in the works to go somewhere else. Sometimes mm-hmm. what they tell us, the reasons they give us, are the truth. And as Casey just mm-hmm. said, they are people with families, with feelings, mm-hmm. and with a body of work that deserves respect. So celebrate the work that they've given us. And if they end up on another show in a year or so, celebrate that they're back. But, you know, don't bash them for leaving. Because sometimes in life we have to make choices that are not popular. And Mm -hmm. I I guess I'm going to say this. We all 
you know, do not want this genre to suffer. You know, it, we've all seen the ups and the downs of this genre through cancellations, yes. our favorite actors and actresses leaving, storylines mm-hmm. going yin-yang and everywhere. The one thing that I'm going to say is is that we now live in the world of social media. And the thing is is yeah. that we have more access to a lot of soap stars that we have in the past. And one of the things that's irked me the last couple of weeks is, you know, everybody can have an opinion. It's a free country. You can have an opinion. That's fine. Yeah. But be respectful and don't tag the actors. Because Thank what you. you're trying to do yeah. is being a little childish. If you want to praise the actors like Eileen Davis this week, killed it on Young and the Rockless in the last couple of weeks. You can praise her. But if you have a negative comment about these actors, don't tag them because what you're doing is you're trying to create some some attention to yourself, and you're starting a ball, a chain, pretty much, that is going to roll to the point that it's going to get bigger. I'm not going to mention any names because I'm not that type of person yet. <laughs> but if you've been following, if you've been following Soap Twitter, you know that there was two actors, well, well respected in my opinion, as well as your guys. I'm pretty sure y'all know who I'm talking about. We and do. it was something that somebody said that wasn't even it, – it, it was taken out of context. I mean, some people could see where they were wrong, and some people could see where it was like, okay, it wasn't a big deal. But they turned it into something more than than it was. And another actor commented on it, and the actor – Another actor responded. In other words, what people are trying to do is create tension between two actors. And I'm uh-huh. going to tell you something. As a teacher and as a soap fan, I don't got time for that. I don't yeah. have time for that. Because you it's all, breaking down this genre. That's what it's doing. You all need to remember two very important things. First, I'm going to repeat myself. One-eighth of a soap fan of a soap viewer. That is very important to remember. And two, every single one of these people has a mother, a grandmother, a set of children, a spouse, people that they have to see every day at work. This is, this is just not fair. We don't bully. We don't allow bullying in any other workforce. We have got to stop it in, in our soap world. We absolutely have to stop it. Pretty much. I mean, just, like, just like having children, well, you have to support them, and that's, that goes a long way as, as supporting. Reinforces, builds their self-esteem, but tearing down never, it's not good. So yeah. that's, that's my, my say. Support our soaps. That's what we're here for. Yeah, respect, respect the genre because right. the, thing, yeah. the thing is is that, and one of my friends say it all the time, we as soap fans are our own worst enemy. When it comes Thank down you. to it, we are our worst enemy. And the thing is, is that all of us have been watching soaps for collectively, if we really tally it up, over 50 <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. So mm-hmm. we've all seen the cancellations of soaps. We've seen the cast tensions. We've seen pay cuts. We've seen bonuses. We've seen the sex being brand new to some sets being let go and the fan base wars. Well, 
And, you know, I've got to piggy, uh, piggyback off what Candace just said. As soap fans, you know, and I thought about this last night, as soap fans, this has been a very hard year for us to be soap fans. And, yeah. you know, this doesn't have anything to do with the writing or anything. It has to do with some big stars leaving each show. It has to do with the what was touted as the new generation of big stars leaving the show. No matter how you felt about them, like people like Chloe Lanier or Christopher Sean, those people were set to be the future of this genre. And, mm-hmm. you know, big stars have left. Every soap has sunk to new lows in the ratings. And it's also been a hard year creatively. And so as soap fans, if we want to keep these shows alive, we need to stop bashing and come together in large numbers and fight for these shows. Because here's the thing. Every day I see people say, oh, they canceled, you know, the great soaps and left us with these shows. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Because these shows historically are some of the best of the bunch that have ever been created. And I want to see The Young and the Restless on for another decade. I want to see Days of Our Lives on for another decade, so on and so forth. So instead of bashing, try constructive criticism. Try actual things on how you can help improve these shows. Instead of saying, Frank Valentini, stop that. You know, show this person and that person. Give them valid reasons. Maybe say, you know, to Frank, oh, I really liked Laura returning. Um, Here's a possibility of how to improve her return, and maybe you can take it under consideration. There's ways to improve our shows without being so mean, and I think Candace and Anthony have given all of you fans who do that stuff really good ways (laughs) on how to improve your posts on social media. And I always say here, and yeah, yeah. And here's here's the thing: I always say it's a two-way street. I do say this a lot because as so fans, you know, like we we just gave you reasons. We want these shows to stay on. We do not want to uh-huh. suffer another cancellation. I constantly tell people, I can't Can talk. I, I, if it ever happens, I can't talk. I will not talk about it. You know, you look at. You know, the source, like the mainstream sources like Google, Yahoo, Entertainment Weekly, TV Line, and stuff. And right. when it comes down to soaps in general, okay, it's always about the negative. Doug Davidson leaves after 40 years. Jeannie Francis was let go. Uh, tension on CBS or, you know, NBC and ABC. You don't really hear about the positives. But let me just say this. To the executive producers at these shows, I want you to really listen to your fans because the thing is is that we know the shows. We, mm-hmm. we, we've gone through decades mm-hmm. of the show. And once exactly. in a while you can, you can, switch, you can switch a little he, something here and a little there, but don't overly do it. However, at the same time, you, to the executives who's running the show, you have to give us fans – Insurance. You have to ensure us that you are not going to destroy a legacy that we've yeah. been watching yeah. since, since we were little kids. 
that it's been a yes. part of our family's tradition. Because I'm going to, you know, I, I can dish and I can take. I can dish and receive. And the thing is, is that all four of these shows, they have executive producers with experience. Some may disagree. Some may agree. The thing is, is that their job is really tough. And, yeah, we all can bash all of them. We can. We can find something that we can bash them more. But we also can praise them. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> you know but what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a two-way street. Here's the thing that, that has to be, you know, has to be recognized. Every single one of these shows has a page. Every single one of these pages has links to the executive producers, has links to the powers that be at the networks. So instead of going on to an I Love Soaps or a blog mm-hmm. this, blog that, so on and so forth, go to that cute little page and click that cute little link and respectfully, respect, with respect, I'm sure I'm, I'm not saying that word correctly, but with respect, formulate that opinion into a cute little email and send it off. Now, I know somebody that's on this, on this blog right now has a big bone to pick with General Hospital, and I'm sure I know why, and I'm sure I agree. But I would like to <laughs> applaud General Hospital for a moment for one thing. Twice in recent history, they made a huge mistake by letting go a certain actress or I should say two certain actresses, and twice they listened to the fans, they listened to the grassroots campaigns to bring these, these wonderful women back to the canvas in a remarkable way. General Hospital is definitely listening to us when we would do it in respectful channels, so on and so forth. Days of Our Lives, another one that has Listen to the fans. They've made some mistakes. They may correct Steve Nichols. They may not correct Steve Nichols. But they have definitely listened to the feedback out there and corrected their mistakes. So when we do it the right way, we do have the power to affect change. It gets done the right way. Jeannie Francis is back on the canvas, and her character is looking strong, looking lovely. And it's all thanks to the fans, the grassroots campaign to bring her back. Mm-hmm. Michael and Easton was another one. Absolutely. Michael Easton, Rebecca, Look, Ma- you know. Michael Easton Dub played 83 characters on ABC Daytime. <laughs> you are so rude. <laughs> I mean, like, there, I know, and I meant that as a compliment because I don't think there is a better example of that than Michael Easton because he really has 83,000 characters on one soap <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though it's kind of almost a creative criticism, it's also a great example because, you know, that is an actor that people die for. I mean, people love them to Michael Eason, and I do too. I also like looking at them, you know, them pictures back in the 90s when you used to take a show. (laughs) But, you know, so when you are respectful, because notice, General Hospital was not looking at bringing Jenny Francis back until fans got a little more respectful because we went in at first and I was one of them. Uh-huh. It's just respect mm-hmm. the genre, respect their craft, respect that they turn out 260 episodes a year, then they will start looking at us with respect. 
Because notice, we get treated stupid when we act stupid. So just, mm-hmm. you know, be careful what you say. Be careful how you treat these people because they really want to love us. They really want to love their fans. But they're not going to love us if we don't give them some love back. Amen. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah. Irene Davidson is, is, you know, leaving. Her final scenes are taped. She's got a couple more air dates. But all of her exit interviews have basically in one form or another kind of said what we're saying right here. Very respectfully, yeah. very wonderfully, very classy. You know, she said it's not about the back. It's not about the backstage turmoil. It's not about screen time. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing. She said over and over again, "I'm an actress. I play what they give me to play, and I have loved yep. playing every moment of it for you, the soap fans." If she can be classy like that, we can be classy in the way that we that we ask for returns, that we ask for storyline changes that we ask for our shows to respect our intelligence. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to do that. that. <laughs> and she has. On that note, She's been letting her fans know for a long time that, that she's she's been planning on leaving. I mean, it's not like yeah. overnight. So um, I don't know yeah. why they're all fired up. I really don't. Well, she knew I mean, this about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. more, yeah, than, I mean, more I, than that, because I watched her on uh, Housewives, so she's been uh, yeah, intimating that she was yeah, she was working her way out. Yeah. I mean, not even the I mean, days of our lives exit has taken this long. This has been the longest exit in soap history. I mean, she yeah, announced it like 38 years ago. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this. I think a lot of people, because with all the recent stuff that's going on behind the scenes of all the shows, and I'm not just calling you out, Young and Rockers. I'm talking about all of it. It's when we hear that some, like an actor is quote-unquote taking a vacation or, you know, is dropped to recurring or leaving, we as so fans, we, we want to know the why, how come, what made them choose to do this. And, you know, if you've seen all of Eileen's interviews and everything, this was, again, her decision. She wasn't forced. This wasn't a situation that happened at the, at the network to force her out. You know, there is times where we have to also, you know, like we, we said, there are people. And just like people, they, they need a break, you know. We, sometimes yeah. it's like, you know, I'm doing all of this. It's emotional. It drains me. But at the same time, these people have children that has been that were babies when the show started and now graduating high school and going to college. And it's like, you know, they want to have that time to them. They want to dedicate the time to their own family. Think about it. Kind of, kind of early, early, early retirement and she lost her right. mother. Well, she even said that. She's not even retired. Yeah. She's just taking yeah. a break. And that's, yeah. I mean, who knows? Next year, doing sweeps, either Young and Russell or Daisy is going to see Eileen Davidson again, and she's going to be whipping that thing she, I don't, with the hair. Here's what I want. I want for Eileen to come back to Days for like one week so we can get some scenes with Stacy High Duke as Susan and Eileen as Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. I think yes. that would be a hoot. Yes. I would buy that. Yeah, it wouldn't be no. All right. She's strong. She's strong. They okay. crucified her on the housewives, so she. This is all a, a learning experience, and I think it's been it's been good for her. And she's she's leaving very gracefully, and she's she's always been a lady. That's what I like about her. Yeah, and honestly, I completely you know, agree. I have, I have yeah. to piggyback once again on on what I said before. You know, she plays what they gave her to play. Ashley Abbott mm-hmm. that's leaving is Ashley Abbott of a certain regime concoction. It's not her. She does not decide what she, what her character is going to do. And we don't have to love it. We don't have to like it. But unfortunately, we've got to accept it and kind of move on. They're entertainers. You know? They're entertainers. They're doing the best yeah. they can with what they're with the with the yep. to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. To me personally, the saddest thing in the whole thing is the swirl that we're gonna miss. I yeah. wanted to see more swirl with Neil. I wanted to see more swirl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. You all know. You all know that that has been my dream couple ever since Maria tested them, like a decade ago. I yep. have to die for Ashley and Neil, and. When they got together and Kristoff finally got to take his shirt off again and be showing him the <laughs> black sports breeze. Oh, damn. Okay. And Eileen Davidson, okay. let me tell you, Eileen Davidson is looking hella good. And yeah. no, they were just so sexy. They were very Bill Steamy. Bell, 90s young and restless. Because, you know, Bill Bell, like Sharon yeah. and Nick, for example, Sharon and Nick mm-hmm. were basically a soft core porn back in the day. I mean, yeah. Right. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, Nick would like kiss up Sharon's thigh and you'd see Sharon <laughs> Case flipping her hair and moaning. And so Ashley and Neil were kind of a return to that sexy pairing at a certain age, which was even more fun. And I just hope that we can do that again with somebody else, you know, maybe give Peter Bergman finally in the age appropriate love interest, because, you know, every time they bring somebody on for him, they're like 32 <laughs> years old. And oh. look, I love Peter Bergman, but you know, I don't think anybody wants to kiss some dry ass old man lips. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, we'll just see yeah. what happens. And we're really going to miss mm-hmm. Eileen. Yeah. Hmm. All right, guys. Okay. Why don't we start with YNR while we're at it there? (laughs) I was just going to say the same thing. Juicy. That's all I got to say about Young and Russell. Juicy. Yes. And once again, I feel bad for the blonde headed stepchild that's not a stepchild, Miss Tracy. Lord, Lord, Lord. I love when they bring her back, but Lord, could you give her some, you know, could you give her some respect? She is Tracy Abbott. It is, it is time, you know, to give her a little meat to play that's not, you know, supporting the meat of Jack or the meat. You know, she can carry it herself. Well, she has. I I had tweeted out um, that the whole hashtag give Beth a contract thing that I started. And 
Eileen Davidson retweeted it with a comment um, agreeing with me, and Beth Maitland retweeted it. It's time to give Beth Maitland a contract. And the show is desperately in need with an Abbott leading lady because nobody knows how to write Abby, which is a cry and a shame. Um, You know, I don't know why she's the driest character daytime when she has such an important history, um, you know, with Ashley deciding to steal Victor's goo juice and, you know, inject himself. Um, But anyway, (laughs) so the Abbott family desperately needs a character to be the lead besides Jack and Billy. I'm going to be real. I think Jack kind of needs to be backburnered for about a month or two so they can figure out where to take the character Thank you. in a good direction. Jason Thompson needs to be back burner for about a month so they can figure out what to do because I'm going to be real. I love Billy and Phyllis, but I think it's time for them to come to an end. And, you know, so Tracy needs to come on, you know, Beth Maitland needs a contract because there's actual story in place to tell with Tracy. And I think that they need to start telling it like right now. So they build up a good leading lady in the Abbott family as Eileen Davidson comes to the end of her episode. Yeah, a good, um, um, Leading, leading lady. We've got, we got a lady here. We got a chance, you know. So uh, let her, let her uh, come to the fore and be the woman that's going to take charge, and she can do it. Yes. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. I like, I like Tracy, and I love Beth, and I agree she should be on contract. Here's the thing. I, I saw it on social media, but I also thought about it. They need a voice of reason on that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catherine, yeah. I mean, the last voice of reason was Catherine Chancellor, and you know, sadly, we don't have her anymore. So we have to look, and I always say this about all the shows, but mostly Young and Russell's, they have to look towards the next generation. Yeah. And Tracy yeah. is the voice of reason. If you've seen this week's episodes, you know what I'm talking about. Tracy can see the negative and the positive in a person. She can see a negative and a positive in any situation, especially when she saw Lily in jail. You know, she's, like, telling her to keep her hope, her faith and everything. They need that type of character. I agree. They need to regroup the Abbott family and whatnot. Of course, with Billy and Phyllis, look, this whole summer situation was to end silly, okay? And now we're yeah. going to get ready for Billy. We're going to get ready for Victoria and Billy. We all knew this was going to happen down the line, it was going to come, a, a certain day it was going to happen, where they're going to get back together. I, with, with Warren on right now, it's a transition. It's in a transition period. And, and we they know need why. to, yeah, we know why, And but at the same time, even if you didn't know why, you still can see, you look at the landscape, and you can see the next generations happening. With Summer, mm-hmm. Billy, and uh, I can't think of her name right now. Um, uh, what's the girl that Kyle's with right now? Lola. 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 You're seeing the next generation of an Abbott and Newman. Can y'all see it? The pairing up of 
So you're seeing that yeah. kind of tone happening. But, yeah, going back to Tracy, we need a voice of reason. Hey, CBI, knock, knock. Who is it? Contract. Contract for who? Back. But, you know, I, I, also, I also just want to throw in here, Tracy also, we need a man for her. You know, General Hospital played us really nicely, and they didn't play to the hilt the way they could have with the Epiphany Milo storyline. You know, it's, it's, time for, it's time for them to play up the strong woman looking like a woman really looks in America and getting the man right. that, we all, that we all wish we could have, myself included. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not even going to look to say who's on Kansas, right now, and say, you know what, bring somebody like a Wild Bill kind of character in and have him you know, fall dumbstruck for Tracy. They really need to get Tracy with a sexy man. Like, I'm not, get somebody, you know, with Tracy's like dumbfounded that yes. somebody likes her, you know, that's <laughs> Sexy and young, yes. and do a story where what if, you know Tracy's what if they like, bring well, I don't back for her. I can. So yeah, bring her, no. bring her other side out. Bring her other side I, out. I'm not supporting <laughs> that because I want Tracy. I want Tracy hunching on somebody young, That's like right. Ray. I want yeah, yeah, dirty. And you know, people are shocked by it. You know, like she tries to hide it at first, like she's almost ashamed. But then, you know, when it comes out, they're all like. Tracy Hunchin, and you know, then you bring Steve back. You know, let's say Steve decides to come back and try to win Tracy back, and she's like, "I don't want your old ass." Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want the dust getting in my cooter because she's that's hunching right. that's, somebody. That's real life. Yeah, that's that's real life. Yeah, she's hunching somebody <laughs> bold and beautiful, young and rusty. So you know, yeah. get <laughs> with somebody sexy as hell. You know, shit, have her go after Neil. You know, Ashley out of town, maybe Neil still wants some Abbott booty. You know, so <laughs> get crazy with somebody hot and good looking. Because let me tell you, Beth Maitland has earned her stars and stripes with this show. Yeah, she yeah. has, yeah. How many years has she been on, been on there now? For 30, on and off. 30, how long? 30, yeah. On and off. On and off for 36, 36, 36 years. Wow. Yeah. 36 years. She has an Emmy. She has an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. She still looks mm. damn good. I mean, can we talk about how hot Beth Maitland still looks? And that yeah. is no joke. Beth Maitland. And she's a real the, woman. You know, yeah, she's, she's a real yeah. woman. You know, and here's the, Beth Maitland is very old school still because for all of you fans of the old days, you know, this the whole concept of having luscious and beautiful people really didn't start until the 80s because before that, there were really normal-looking people on the soap. And yes. Beth Mason yes. is the everyday woman. You know, she is the everyday woman. And I would like Young and Restless to explore something that an everyday woman goes through. And yeah, she has, a, she has the strength, perfect. yeah. Yeah, has yeah. the strength. She's got the motherly uh, side to her. Uh, she's, she's yeah, strong. I want you know, you know. Here's the thing: have Tracy join Tinder, 
you know, have her, like, get involved with one of these young kids who she, like, mentors. And, like, have Lola say, you know, have Lola get really close with Tracy. You know, she's best friends with her um, nephew's girlfriend. And Wait, Tracy, let me just throw this out for a second. Bring Ravi back and have him suddenly have him suddenly realize as much as I loved Ashley, wow, Tracy got it all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, because you know what he'd be looking go. at one day is Tracy wearing some tight pants and you know, she just went shopping. <laughs> she got some tight pants on and Robbie's Get her up in the Exactly, yes. <laughs> he just wants her to throw it back and yeah, so you know, I like that idea. I like it. And then you know what? Bring guys, bring Walt Willie can... on. Bring bring Walt Willie on as Steve. I think that would be fire. And oh, yeah. So because yeah, yeah, Walt Willie on as Steve. And have this try. You know, is Tracy gonna pick the young? You know, good looking guy, or is she gonna go back to you know what she's always knowing? Have this more be about Tracy going on a journey to find herself. But at the same time, also taking the, the helm and the and, and the, the chair, the chair that went out the window, Tracy taking the chair of the family, the business, yeah. and her own womanhood, sexiness, and life. Yes. Yes. I think we yeah. also should address the fact that there's been a lot of uproar online about the destruction of the core families and bringing in new families on the Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have an opinion. Um, I think me personally, I'd like to say that new blood is, is the lifeline of soaps. We're not, we're not going to be able to go forward into the next decade with only what we have. They have, to, they have to continually, like Margot on General Hospital, uh, you know, like they did with Christopher, a.k.a. Paul, on Days of Our Lives. Unfortunately, he's leaving, but you, they have to introduce blood. They, they have to. Yeah, totally. Because here's the thing. You know, yes, I am awfully sad about Tracy Bregman not being played five days a week. Yes, I am sad about the whole Doug Davidson situation, which he kind of did to himself. Yes, I am sad that Laura Lee Bell is not on every day, but, you know, that's kind of her choice. But here's the thing. This show is called The Young and the Restless. Yes. And, you know, I had a talk with a fan about this, um, (laughs) Miles on Twitter. You probably all know Miles. He's the biggest now young cheerleader. Miles, I love you, but you know we can get into some arguments sometimes. And he brought up when he said something to the effect like, let's not pretend like Bill Bell didn't bring on two new families in the 90s. Here's the thing. Bill, Bre- Bill Bell would bring people, but not at the expense of the characters who led his show. Yeah. Bill Bell yep. knew where his money was at. And, I, you know, Bill Bell knew that, yes, these were great characters to bring on. Yes, the audience would fall in love with them. But he didn't get rid of Drew Fennell. 
he didn't get rid of Jack and Vixen. You know, yeah. so I think, you know, the Rosales family is a great idea to explore. I'm loving Lola and Kyle and how organic that is. But here's the thing. I think Wyandar needs to find a way to balance its cast more and really look at where their money shots are. Because here's the Abby thing. Abby and Devin. Yeah. Abby and Devon. Their money is. Abby and Devon is great. People have been wanting it for years. And Neil is a money shot. Lauren and Michael are money shots. Uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, Gina Tognoni's Phyllis is a money shot if she's in the right story. And right yeah. now I think that's another character that needs to be backburnered so they can look at what to do with her. Because fans really want Nick and Sharon to be together forever. Because here's the thing. Right now, I don't ever want to see Nick and Sharon together again. Because it's the same <laughs> old story. And it's getting so tiring. Especially when Sharon is 45 years old. You know, it's just getting tiring. So, you know... Find out where your money shots are, Young and Rust. And if you find out where they are, then fans will accept people like the Rosales family a lot more. Just yes. find out what fans really want and then play the Rosales family every day. That's why people like Lola so much, because people are going crazy over Michael Mueller. Me too, because let me tell you, he's got all the right bulges in all the right places. And <laughs> the fact that they finally have him punching somebody is amazing. That's why people are gravitating towards Lola the most. And yep. so if they continue this path with Lola, then people may become more accepting of the Rosales family. But right now, they're not really accepting. I got to get on my my soapbox because, see, y'all. Okay, I'm getting on my soapbox that's nice and red, like the red carpet at the Emmys. Okay, so (laughs) here's the thing. You're right. With Bill Bell, I mean, it's amazing to me. I always say this. There's different versions of Young and Russell's fans as well as soap fans. There's the fans who can remember a certain time when the soap changed over to the current soap, which everybody can has been watching from on, from, from there to now. A lot of people forget that this show was not based around the Abbott and Newman. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the it was the Gresson Foster. Right, and then yeah. it was the Chancellor family, and then it integrated to the Newman family. Then it went to the Abbott family, and so forth and so forth. Then you had the Baldwin family. The thing is, though, with Young and Rosslers, right, when they introduced a character, it didn't overlap and take away from the characters, like we said, away. With this family, it's, you know, we want to see Neil... Devon and Kane and Lily and Charlie mm-hmm. and Maddie, more than just Wednesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. Okay, they're a part of the fi- fabric of Young and the Rustless. Okay, Lily is a legacy character. For those who didn't yes, know, she is. she is. Kane, even though he's well, he is a part of the fabric of Young and the Rustless because of the association with Lily. Fabric. 
You know what, Savage? <laughs> but you know what? That got washed. He's part of the family of our allies. But the thing is, is that, you know, when I watch Young and the Rossless now, it takes me back to 2005, 2000, 2004, 2005 of Gone Light, when they were kind of like having the new characters kind of overshadow the vets a little bit. And a lot of people weren't too thrilled about the, the less screen time for the Bauer family. Y'all remember that? And now we looking do. at... I'm going to rustless, and I'm like, man, I want to see more of Michael and Lauren. I want to see more of Sharon and Nick, who are the new Victor and Nikki of the next generation. Think about it. At the same time, I do want to see new blood into it, because that's the only way some of these shows, like you said, will survive. However, at the same time, with Ray, he's dealing 2.0 to me right now. I love you, Jordy. I love you. But when I look at it, I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't we just play this character? Uh, and, you know, with Toro, he reminds me of Zach because I still feel as though there's something negative with him, like he's a user. And uh, I'm just looking at, like like you said, Lola, is she so fresh? She's a girl that's not a princess. She doesn't have daddy or mommy's mommy's money. She's not like, oh, I'm going to buy me a Chanel purse today. No, I'm about to cook some rice and serve it up for y'all. <laughs> like, she's a worker, and I appreciate that because that reminded me a little bit of Agnes Nixon. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a lot of um, Drew and Neil. Because Neil, yeah. by the time Drew came on, Neil was just working up the corporate ladder, and he was finally getting out of the basement at Newman. And then here comes this girl along, who everybody thinks is kind of from the wrong side of the tracks, but, you know, it's the man who sees potential in her. And it's an, it's an organic love story. And this is so... Bill Bell, you really have to say, I know fans are like, oh, I hate Mal Young. He's destroying Bill Bell's legacy. Is he destroying it, or is he adapting it for a new audience? Yes, there well, have been a lot of mistakes in the road, but Kyle and Lola are what Bill Bell would have told if he had these characters on canvas, and nobody can tell me different. I know that man would have told yes. that story if these characters were on the canvas 25 years ago. Yes. I agree. You know what? I agree with I, that. I want to <laughs> piggyback on top of that and just say, okay, first off, the Jack and Eileen, uh, the Jack and um, Ashley scene, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. So Bill Bell. Yep. But, but a little, not, not shine, not really paid attention to, but was so Bill Bell was also Tracy and Kyle. That whole scenario where she acknowledged that he's just been a side piece his entire life and, and the, the beat that they played throughout those, that whole set of scenes was very Bill Bell. The, the and nobody story. Oh, go ahead, Anthony. I was just going to say that, you know, nobody took a highlighting pen to that because it was just kind of lost in all the, the phenomenalness of 
the letting out of, the, of a storyline that we all hated. Let's be real. There's not really that many fans that like the idea that Jack wasn't an abbot, that Jack went through that whole. And oh, the, I love it. Me personally, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I didn't love it because it wasn't told the right way. But the way that they, that they pulled it back, now I love it. Now I love it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, they, I, yeah, I have to we've say got this. to give. Oh, okay, we, Casey. We've got to give credit where credit is to the young and the restless secret co head writer, Candace Mack. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, yes, so yes, are yes. they hiring? Are they hiring? <laughs> Look. <laughs> I think I get a check. I he was already hired. When was the hire date, Candace? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm like a couple of weeks ago. No, here's the thing. I know a lot of people are split about that storyline, about Jack not yeah. being an abbot, and then Ashley was the one who did all this damage. To me, because I re- somehow remember this, when back in the 80s when – Jack, played by Terry Lasner, used that paternity against Ashley so he could be CEO. And every time that Ashley was trying to move up, Jack was trying to figure a way to not get her to have that top spot. Ashley has gone through an emotional, mental abuse, breakdown, you name it. And the thing is is that for years, and one of the things that longtime viewers had in the back of their head is, like, what if Ashley was the real Abbott and Jack wasn't? Like, how yeah. would that mess with his ego? Because Jack tried on that. He was like, I'm John Abbott's son. I run your boat. Nobody else yeah. is going to run your boat. And for those fans who said something about the blood claws just being a brand new thing, let me, let me tell you something. History lesson for you. Back in the early 90s, once upon a time, there was a man named Jack Abbott. <laughs> he did not like Victor Newman. Oh, no, he did not like his sister being bongy-bongy with Victor That's Newman. Right. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. So Ashley had a, had a little breakdown. She, wasn't, she was unable to take care of CEO business at Jabelle. So what did she do? She told Victor, she, while she's recovering, he could step in as CEO for just a few until she got back on her foot. That's where the right. blood clause came in at, folks. Jack did yeah. not want any outsiders to run yeah. Jabot because he felt as though that was his company, the same company that he made public and gave John Abbott a heart attack, by the way. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's yeah. where yeah. that came yeah. in. And the, and the thing is, is that, that, right, go back and on YouTube. It's on YouTube. But the thing is, is to me, I love the fact that this character has been living with that for 30-something years because being an abbot was her shield. That was her protection. So, yeah, when people found out she wasn't that person, her whole identity, her whole life, it was over. It went up in flames. And Jack kept rubbing it in. Yeah. It was so traumatic that she lost her memory for a short time. Remember when they found her in another town? And that's how traumatic it was. And so the fact that Ashley threw this in Jack's face and did what she did and people are having a problem with it really irks me so much. Me too. 
It, have you not been watching the damn show for the past 36 years? And I'm sorry. No. <laughs> he, I love, he is. And again, I people... love him to death. He has the best tweets in the world. But I really got to go after people like Matt Hanvey and others who do this. I, they're only hating it because it's Mal Young at the helm. And, yeah, you know, we when Maria would have her moments of brilliance and people would go after the show just because it was her. Forget whoever is at the helm of the show. Just forget. Act like their name isn't even on the screen. Because people cannot tell me that this story reignited the character of Ashley. I mean, it really did. Ashley has not been this hot in a very long time. And exactly. Ashley's think, been in a coma for the last couple of years, and if you really take a, a look at the history, this yeah. is the woman who took sperm and injected it into herself to make sure <laughs> that she had a human child. This is not as yeah. what she what she just did the last year is not out of character. It is yeah. her returning to it's her returning and to the character that love in the core. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that I even like this, the the one scene, there was two scenes last week that just had me was like, and that and that's how you sum it up, is when Jack found out that he was Abbott, the first thing he said is, I'm John Abbott's son again. I got my oh. dad back. And he said oh. it, and I'm looking at Ashley, and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't have told him, but that's, you know, that's just me because I'm that kind of person. But at the same time, like Ashley <laughs> said, were you surprised that she did it? Because Jack's first person that came out out of his mouth was, did Victor put you up to this? Why yes. would Victor yes. do that to yes. himself? Like, that's how, like, when when he said that, I was like, wow, you underestimated Ashley again. Like, you don't think yes. you could do this. This is the same woman who, like you said, like, has done so much. And you never would think, I mean, like, to me, this was where I was like, all right, you have to be Team Ashley. The only thing I didn't like, but then I kind of changed my mind about it, was how she played Dina. No, I, I didn't like that. Yeah, I had it first, but now I changed my mind. Right, when she played Ashley, I didn't like that either. Well, here's the thing. I looked at it more so as Dina because here's the thing, and yes, Young and the Rosses, you didn't have to do the flashbacks because we already kind of felt this, is that Dina yeah, yeah. has scarred, has permanently scarred Ashley, whether it's, you know, whatever. A mom left a daughter. If you break it down, a mother left her children to survive on their own. And the thing is, is that out of all the three kids, you know, Ashley is the emotional one. We might say Tracy, but Tracy is the strength. Jack yeah. is the floater. Yeah. Ashley is the emotional one. She's held all this in. So when she planted that in Dina's mind about having an affair, I was like, damn, like, she shouldn't have used her, her, her health like that. But then I thought about it, like Casey probably did too, and I was like, you know what? She had a yard sale on in the GC, so might as well use that. And so these kids like put it out there, like put it in because Dina was little hoochie mama too. So so why not? So to me, I thought this story went back and resolved everything that a so fan has been waiting for, like the payoff. Yes, it went yin yang yeah. everywhere. But yeah. I love and the tie-in. I, I love how they did yeah. it. 
And this has I to be love. said. I'm sorry, but it has to be said. We would accept these actions from Victor and Jack. We would accept it from any man on the show without a qualm. But not, yeah. But not The Ashley. fact that it's Ashley shouldn't make a difference. She went yep. all to the floor, pulled them back up, held them in her hands, and said, see, I can sit at the table. I can run this table, just like any other and, man. You know, I loved those Abbott, that Abbott breakfast scene that we had um, yes. last yes. week, um, yes. last Wednesday. The, and it was so Bill Bell. I mean, honestly, the only thing that was missing was Mamie coming out with some sticky buns for them chilling. I mean, <laughs> the only thing that was no. missing was Trey eating a sticky bun in the corner and then throwing it up with some diet pills. But, honestly, no. Know, the only thing that was this, missing was Jill walking in and saying, yeah, I've been telling you for years. Here you go. <laughs> Jill gave Ashley a high five. Because here's the thing. Jill loves Jack how Ashley does. Jill loves Jack when he is not, you know, colluding to take somebody down, when he is not being a big, fat, you know what. Because here's the thing. Jill back in the day, used to put Jack in his place. We all Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so Jill and Ashley love Jack in the same way, and so I wish Jill would have been there to give Ashley a high five and go, I get what you did it for, sister girl. And you know Jill would have given her some a pat on the back for how she used Dina because Jill hates that Alzheimer's heifer. Just as much as anybody else does. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I oh, need to make but we definitely, we definitely have to move a little we forward gotta move here. On. We've got three other soaps to cover. Um, yeah, no, we've been talking through them. <laughs> let's let's jump right in. Let's jump right into days for our queen, Miss Carolyn. Hello, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, Carolyn. Hello, hello. Okay. Okay. Let's start with this. Everybody out in Soapland, y'all can y'all can take a big deep breath. Y'all all know Nicole ain't dead. They ain't nobody. They ain't she nobody. Could have fit through that hole. I mean, here's the thing. I'm about a month and a half behind on Days of Our Lives. Yes, I am. But I saw that promo with Nicole, and I'm like, bitch, get your ass out of this fire and crawl through that damn hole. I could have fit through that hole, and I'm 260 damn pounds. Well, they said Eric could have fit through that hole. Ariane Zuber could move those phones out of her way. I can't believe it. That was really mean. Nicole's not dead. Like, seriously, I, like, bought candles. I had sung Hallelujah, you know, God Bless the Child. I sung all these songs while looking at the wall, and I was crying. And I had had tears, y'all. Yeah, just 
was her, this was her exit. This was it. I'm just, Finally. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I had a montage. I may have said it on the show. I know I said it in various blogs, but we need a soap funeral. And Dave, y'all are poised for it, but we're six months in ahead, so we ain't getting it for this storyline. But we need a soap funeral where someone goes off the rails and just starts to go, no, 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 she ain't dead. She ain't dead. You were dead. You're back. You were dead. So is your mother. I mean, you I'm gone. You know, you know, you tell me I hugged up on Brady for no reason. I hugged up on Brady for sympathy, and y'all telling me that, that Nicole ain't dead. Y'all see. I had a um, moment when I was, because here's the thing. Dave has been on point lately with how its production's been looking. I have to say lately, Dave has actually been the best looking soap, and that is no joke, and I mean that. Because they've really stepped up their production values. They have. And yeah. I have yeah. to agree with I you. Mean, the lighting looks great. The show looks a little bit slick. And I had a moment where I was like, is Jill Ferencouch over there producing for y'all? Because no. <laughs> Jill Ferencouch would have done this fire. I would have thought it, I was watching the damn news because Jill Ferencouch <laughs> will get yourself looking hot. So I don't know if Ron called up old Jill it's a, you know hey, girls, you want to go out to lunch? It's on me because I need you to get the You know who that was. <laughs> you know who that was. You know who that was. That wasn't Candace. Jill. That was, that was, that was, yeah, they called me up. That's right. Because I know. <laughs> Candace, girl. No. <laughs> oh, Candace. <laughs> you they know, what can I say? Falling. <laughs> hey, exactly. No, it did look very... Like NBC, y'all. Well, no, NBC, you going NBC. I know you got some more money in the bank for days coming soon. <laughs> anyway, well, <laughs> let me stop. Let me. It looks. It was they the blew, best. They blew the budget. Looking, they blew the budget. <laughs> well, it they got some the more money coming. disaster on that show since the days after oh, wow. back in 2012. Remember how beautifully, like, shot that days after was six years yeah. ago. Yeah. This and very close to topping it because, you know, yes, we know that, you know, if you were really directing it, then it probably didn't look the best. But on television, it looked visually stunning. So I really got to give their stops there because I was like, you all took a page out of Jill Farron Phelps' book. Like, I'm proud <laughs> of y'all. But you know, saving up your quarters throughout the year to shoot this. Yeah. <laughs> because you know Ken Corday probably has a change cup in his office with a sticky note that says budget. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dave's alive about to get some more money now. You rolling, Dave. Yeah. I just yeah. wish you would promote. Mm-hmm. The only problem, yeah. I mean, the production has been on point. I, I will definitely say that. But NBC, Dave, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all need to promote that show a little bit better. Cause I agree. I, like so, I agree. I think yeah. I saw me and Casey was talking off, you know, on the side, and we said that NBC, you know, Days of Our Lives is a part of your 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 history, you know, and you need to like really promote. If you want viewers, promote the hell like Days is hot I'm right young. now. Well, well here, yeah, here, here. In- here in Florida, they were promoting a lot more, and I noticed uh, 
that they they've stopped, and I don't know I don't know why. <laughs> They're I'm coming be on their 55 year anniversary, and they need to pull a page out of old school General Hospital. They need to do a prime time hour or two hour event crossover. Yeah, 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 Because you just said. Because like I was shift, about to just say that. I really was. I was about to say that. I think that Days of Our Lives needs to do a huge event. You know what they should do? They should have Stefan when Brandon Barrage comes on because you know Brandon will liven that part up a bit. But uh-huh. I think they should have Stefan do like Who's a Deception 2.0 and put it in like a hour and a half, two hour time slot and just have Stefan do you know, have Stefan find like a journal of Stefano's well, and have yeah. him say, Ooh, Stefan did what to lure all these people here? And have him <laughs> do do like a ball, do something huge and you know, mark something in Days of Our Lives is history, anniversary or something, you know, something like that. So, yeah. I not, some kind of acknowledgement perfect. would, would yeah. work. Yeah. I gotta be they're, honest. Okay. They they're, hotter, they're hotter than they have been in the last 25 years. It's, they need to capitalize on it now. They need to do a couple of primetime crossovers as well, but they need a two-hour special event on a Friday night, blow it out to celebrate the 55 years. Oh, God. And that's, you can yeah. see the promo that Ron Calabardi would write. Uh, <laughs> here's what the, they really need to do, like, a Cruise of Deception 2.0. And yeah. save, like, I don't know how long it's been. Hasn't it been um, 26 years since that first happened? It's been something mm-hmm. like that. And so yeah. They need yeah. to do 26 years ago. The biggest event in day's history happened, right. and you know yeah. now it returned. And, and here we are show, now. <laughs> you know what I would do? I would have because you know passions used to do them crazy ass events like the prom boat disaster, yeah. whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. I yeah. would do something like that almost. Like maybe Stefan does have plans for all these people, but they get you know foiled by like a tidal wave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just well, like you know, I, I gotta say this: we suspend our disbelief for so many things. You know, tell in a really believable way that somehow or another the essence of Stefano, and it would take a like you said, Walt Willie as Steve. It would take a phenomenal actor to carry this off, but tell somehow Doctor Roth found a way to take the essence of Stefano and transplant him into someone else, and have the big fifty-five anniversary reveal be that Stefano is really behind the scenes puppeteering it all. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as to seeing what, I know November 8th is coming up, which is the anniversary, and I know that, spoiler alert, wedding, which is good. I like that. But what I would love for them to do leading up to it, I would love if they do like little specials. You know, yeah. like how Young and the Russells did, you know, and General Hospital did, like, had the actors talk about some of their favorite episodes or do the introduction to Days of Our Lives. You know, nobody can really do an intro, but, you know, just kind of like having that kind of moment and have a primetime special, you know, like, 
because like Bone the Beautiful did for that seven thousands episode. Y'all remember that? Like it wasn't yep. a, it yeah. wasn't yeah. you know yeah. anything. It was behind the scenes and stuff like that. I just think right now, Days of Our Lives. I've always said this. This is the the gift to the fans who stuck with Days of Our Lives since the nineties. Yep. Because yeah. from the nineties on up, that was a real trouble. You know, James E. Riley, you know, we go through it, you know, we can give credit where credit's due. But Days of Our Lives has always been that soap that needed the T L C and whether you rap for A B C or C B S, you did give Days some hugs, some love. And now Days of Our Lives is like, Look at me, honey, I'm healed. I'm I here and I'm ready. So to me, you know, go big. NBC, go big. Let them let them host it today's show. I just came up with the best idea. We don't even need to go to prime time for their two-hour special. Megan Kelly go. just got canceled. Megan Kelly just got canceled. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise so Jesus. <laughs> praise and yes, yes. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Bye, devil. Um, you know, look, she mm. must have been the demon that came out of Marlena because let me tell you, ooh, I'm just a you know, Lord, help me. Yeah, I feel like That's why I said David's budget is going to get bigger. But, yeah, do before, because here's the thing, you know NBC is going to develop something else to go in that time slot. So what you do is you promote this two-hour-long special for Dave, and then while during that, you promote the new show you want to bring on. You know what yeah. I mean? So really, yeah. NBC has a way to rebuild a daytime lineup very organically and very, you know, a fun way for the fans. So there you go. Do a two-hour special for Days of Our Lives and promote your new show through. Maybe, you know, Marlena's going to say, oh, John, I hope I don't miss the premiere of Cameron Hall Live. <laughs> I really yeah. like that black <laughs> and her hairstyle. And oh. so then Casey, at the same time. Casey. Oh, Casey, you know what she's really going to say? Let's be real. Tap into, tap into my brain for a second. This is the promo. <laughs> is um, coming soon to NBC on Days of Our Lives. You know, you have John and Marlena, like, in Hawaii or something like that. And Marlena's like, John, thank you for taking me to another world. Premiering But in order, you know what we need? Yeah. We need and Marlena Moore comes walking up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. John. All right. Hmm. Because yeah, we got to go on. I I love Marlena. What they need to do is have a special looking back on Marlena's best moments of mooing and saying soap opera villain names. Oh, yes. I love you, girl. Come on our show sometime. So yeah, Colin, I want another what, world to come back. What are you loving? What are you loving and hating about Days right at this moment? What am I loving and hating about things? About I'm loving days? everything. I'm yeah, hating. <laughs> I'm, I'm hating that seven. Tyler Christopher's leaving. <laughs> I'm hating oh, that. Yeah. Actually, I really, I really, I really liked him and Marcy Miller together. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, when she was Gabby and the black hair and whatever, I they, they just didn't take that far enough for me. 
I like that. Okay. <laughs> David, you've been really quiet tonight. How, how are you feeling on days? What's What's got you excited and what's got you a little like, what? Well, I'm sort of waiting for Kate Manzi to come back on. Okay. I know it's I know it's fairly soon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how that's gonna go, but anyway. <laughs> For me. I'm just that's just are my you, opinion. Are you, are you excited about Kyle about Rex being in town? Because I am. Me too. Mm. Kyle Louder. You know, they got mm. Kyle Louder. Oh, oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's okay. gonna be good. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. I just, I'm just kind of sad they didn't drop from the sky naked. <laughs> <laughs> and at I, that time, I wasn't watching Days mm-hmm. with the Gemini Twins. Ooh, I had oh. to look it up. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's, let's recap for our listeners real quick. Also, who, how many initials did we actually see on the doors? We know that Jack Devereaux, yeah. Jay-Z must be Jack Devereaux. Yeah. AZ, uh-huh. everybody is speculating, is Ava Vitale. Although why, yeah, I can't hmm. imagine. Did, right. we see any, hmm. did we see any other initials? We I did. There was A-V-A-S-B-E-D. Oh, that's right, S-B, yeah. So we saw, okay, these are the speculations. We saw Ava Vitale... Vivian Alamein, Jack Devereaux, uh, Stefano Demera, and EJ Demera. I think that's all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AD was Angelica. AD, yeah, AD was Angelica Dev- um, Devereaux. What else? Yeah, yeah, AD. Because we all know Judy Chapman is coming back. You know what, Judy? Hats off to you for doing dual roles. Love you, baby. Yeah, was that her? Ralph, I have a question. Was that her in the Halloween promo with the purple yeah. eyes? Was yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yep. what I thought. That was my girl yep. Judith. I don't know why she got purple eyes like Marlena had <laughs> when she was when she was a demo. Yeah, I don't know why they got my. I can't wait doing that. I can't wait. But for I gotta Halloween. tell you what, Judith <laughs> Chapman's both is looking fabulous. I don't know if she was like, ooh, I'm coming back today. It's time to get a new facelift. But Judith Chapman... <laughs> All right, I do have a question. So I do have a question to pose, and I'm hoping either of four can answer it for me. Yeah. There has been a post saying that Judith was left YNR to go to Days to play Leo's mom. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's what I gotta say. Judith but, uh, is then, doing double duty. Then, yeah, and take it, Casey, for me. Judith is doing double duty. She yep. has to shoot at Days a lot, okay? Because here's the thing: what Days is trying to do is bank her episodes. So Judith, I know for a fact, is shooting like crazy at Days right now. Because they're working this character in, and, you know, she's shooting like crazy. She is. So the fact that this hot-looking Asian guy is on The Young and the Restless right now is not to replace Judith in any – this is not a Ray Rosales 
Paul Williams situation. This is a situation where Judith Chapman needs to get used to pulling double duty and work her two soap schedules out. And plus, here's the thing. Judith is not a contract player on any soap, even though she should be. And so, you know, she may not have any air dates currently at Wyandar, which has happened before. I don't know why all of a sudden, because Mal Young is the head of the show, we're treating these recurring cast members who have been on recurring for like 10 years as contract players. I wish people would stop that. Y'all treating Tracy Goodman like she's been shown in 250 episodes each year. Okay? We've been used to this stuff for the past decade. So calm down. Judith Chapman, do her work. And in time, she will start shooting again at the Young and the Restless. Okay, so it is true then. Because there was so much controversy just because someone reported that she was at Days, and then one source, I can't remember offhand who was, says, we didn't say that Which she was, was doing this. Well, mm, that's kind yeah. of, that goes back to the point that I made at the beginning of the show. There were a bunch of soap supposed insiders that are that are blogging out there with supposed factual information that's based upon a little bit of rumor, a little bit of half-truth, and a lot of conjecture, and it stirs up a bunch of crap that need not be. Judith Chapman, from what we all are to understand, is very happy at the moment that she's getting all the work that she's getting, and when Y&R brings, brings her on campus, so be it. She just wants to work. Yeah, she just wants to Judith. There yeah. are many people in this genre who are ride or die and will go to any soap. They are Lindsay Hartley, Judith Chapman, Mara West, Laura Wright, and um, Gina Tangioni. They will do any work they can get in this genre. Not Here's the thing. They honestly don't need the work, okay? These are people who have very cushiony bank accounts, okay? Because they've had television careers that have gone even way beyond soaps. But they do it for the love of the genre and the love of the fans. And so don't, you know, say Y&R is trying to push through the Chapman out the door when she's just trying to get two paychecks. But before she does that, she needs to figure out the schedule of things. Okay? So, and Exactly. um, Calm down, okay? This lady <laughs> needs to do some. It's just with Eileen Davidson when she was on both soaps. You know, we wouldn't see her on days as Kristen for two weeks because she needed to spend two weeks filming at Young and Restless. And I didn't hear y'all fans complaining then. This yeah. is nothing different. You think, this is nothing Yeah, you think it looks different. Yeah, you I know, mean, I, for a lot of men, Ruffles has always done that. I mean, even with Bold and Beautiful, with Aaron exactly. Spears, you know, he was doing that. And Greg Rickard, obviously, duh. So, it's mm-hmm. look, people got to pay bills, too. Right? Amen. And the Chapman's got to go drink wine That's in the, California. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> That's I, the right. gist of okay. it. We got to pay bills. All right, guys. You know what? It's time to catch the red eye out to L.A., um, we gotta keep it. We gotta move it forward a little bit. We gotta go out to La La Land, and quite frankly, La La from the Oh please, it's like La La from it's like La La from another planet. Um, over out there. Fall off the rail. Fall so, off the rail. I, got, I know Bill is Bill is down again. 
I've got to say this with Bold and Beautiful. You guys are going to be very proud of me. I watched a new episode of Bold and Beautiful for the first time in six months. Just oh, my God, Casey. I, <laughs> periodically, oh, Casey needs a break from the Bold and the Beautiful. And <laughs> so what I did to catch up is I read the recaps from Soap Central, you know, like the weekly paragraphs. Thank you, Dan Kroll yeah. and his team. You guys do amazing at those weekly paragraphs. I love them. Yes, they They're do. They're on um, So, yeah, I caught up. I tuned in to Bold and Beautiful, not expecting to like anything per usual. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm returning uh, to my friends over at the podcast, so i got to watch this crap. And <laughs> I tuned in, and I loved every single second. I was in love with the confrontation scenes between Bill and Ridge. I was in love with Heather Tom getting her 85th Emmy nomination. Um, I was in love. With yeah. <laughs> I was in love with Catherine Kelly Lang reading Ridge for Phil. She was like, "What did you do to Phil, Ridge?" I loved mm-hmm. it all. The only critique I have for Bold and Beautiful is I did not love that once again the weekly promo looks the same as it did eight months ago with Bill in the hospital. I, yeah. I hear that. Actually I have to agree Ridge. there. I feel like it should have been Ridge who should have went over the balcony to shake things Thank up you. a little bit. Yes. Thank I you. I that more. Because here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. I love you, Torsten K. This is no shade against you. But if this was real life, John Diamant would have kicked his ass. I'm just saying. Now, I'm going to count and go right thorn. this. Thorn's <laughs> bitch ass. You know, I don't care about him. But That's why he could have been put in the corner. If this was real life, Ridge would have gone over the balcony. I'm just saying. And I wish it would have been him. Especially with Bill trying to get Brooke back. I feel like this would have been a really good shake-up for Bill to once again lose to Ridge. I think it would have just been better creatively for Ridge to go over the balcony instead. Okay. Let me just say this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get back on my red carpet soapbox. Go ahead, because then, then I pulled mine, that, I pulled mine back out too. But go ahead, Candace. Let me, go ahead. Let me just, let me just say it like, like it is. Okay, with this show. All right. I feel as though, you know, we've now seen the transformation of Ridge being the bad guy. Okay, congratulations, Ridge. You're now a Jack. A Jack, you know what. Um, for you to have told, yeah, I had to say to myself, because we got children probably listening to this podcast. So, you know, Candace loves the kids. So, anyway, the thing is, is that I feel as though I'm, see, I'm seeing the same old, same old from five years ago. You have Brooke, uh-huh. Ridge, Bill, now integrate Thorne, who is just, he doesn't know what he wants. All he, all, all that playing is Thorne is the puppet, okay? He's like, look, I have no strings. Look at me. I can, you know, to Katie. I feel as though none of this would have happened if Thorne, he could have his opinion about Bill being a father. Katie, to, and I've said this plenty of times, to kind of 
not not go along with her own ideas, but listen to Thorn and go after custody for Bill. I'm like, really? Okay. Then you have Ridge, who, by the way, should not have integrated himself into this because it was none of his uh-huh. business. This was another uh-huh. Ridge wanted to win over Bill, you know, kind of thing to make him the man because every woman that Ridge has had has somehow ended up with Bill. Gee, I wonder why. And then on top of that, you have Bill. Now, look, a couple of weeks ago, he was lusting after Stuffy. That was my point. A couple of weeks Come on, girl. A couple of weeks ago, Take it home, he honey. was having a conversation because Katie's <laughs> the only woman, and I'm sorry, Brill fans. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm sorry for the Brooklyn Bill fans. I'm sorry for the second Bill fans. But Katie is the only woman that can actually get through to Bill. Okay? Reach it. Reach it. Bring it on, girl. Bring it on. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, is that I don't need to see when Bill kissed Brooke. I was very proud of Brooke for saying, what are you doing? And a couple of weeks ago when Bill was telling Katie about what he was doing with Stuffy, and Katie said, well, did you think that was going to go over well? I mean, the thing is is that Bill has the fantasies. He does have the fantasies. But Katie is the reality, okay? And the reality is that these two people have a child together, a child that Bill needs to put first. Yes, he has two grown kids and maybe a daughter. We don't know. I'm just saying. I'm speculating. Um, and then you have Katie who right she needs, you know what, Katie needs to, to stop thinking of herself as second. That is the problem with Katie. She thinks she's second. And Bill, regardless of what you say about Bill, when Bill and Katie was together, that made sense in a way. Because they're both screwed up, but they respect each other, and sometimes they don't. But hey, guess what? Who does? Who really respects each other 129%? If you can tell me that, then okay. But to me, this storyline, yeah, if Rich went over the cliff, the balcony, oh, cliff, balcony, whatever, and ended up in a coma, actually, I probably, I actually would probably applaud the show, but if it was Thorn, I would be more interesting. But if you're going to have Bill and then you're going to have Katie, and like you said, have the time come and get that Emmy nut, girl. Get it. Then, okay, let but, Bill go into coma. But I feel as though I'm about to see a, re, a redo of a storyline that we did a couple of months ago. And I'm sorry, Bold, you need to come up with something. If you have, now look, Casey said I'm a writer, so I'm going to say this. Have Bill wake up with amnesia and think he's with Katie. So, okay, Candace, I need you to do a quick recap for me. So, I know Bill and Brooke kiss, and Stephanie called him, right? So, what yes. happened after that? Because it wasn't really. Stephanie told Daddy. So, okay, and what Ridge do? Ridge was like, he was or? like. He was like, let me do this. Let me do it justice. Let me do Boston K justice here. God. Okay. I'll talk to Brooke about this. Brooke, Rich, honey, come on in, Logan. Let's talk. Da, 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 da. Look, they told me you kissed Bill. If you want to get up on that, you can, or you can be with me. Basically, Rich gave Brooke an ultimatum. Now, he did said, Brooke if you want reject Bill's advance? Yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill kissed Brooke, and Brooke said, what, what are you doing? I'm married. Yeah. Okay, so Brooke yeah. did not want Bill's sword inside of her. 
I get it. Mm-mm. No, no. See, okay, there's where I'm going to disagree. Brooke definitely liked Bill's tongue inside out. She liked being able to say, no, I'm laughing. I'm married. Because here's the deal. Every time he fucking, oh, excuse my language. Every time he sneezes, she goes running over there with a Kleenex. Every time he does something bad, she goes running over with the mommy belt and say, oh, Bill, don't be so bad. Girl, go want it more than tongue. Girl wanted nether regions up in her nether regions. That, that whole, mm-mm-mm. no, 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 no. She's been inviting it. She's been flirting with it. You missed, you did not miss, you did not miss the mark there, Casey. She won her some wild bill because, unfortunately, as much she wanted as we love, yeah, as much as we love to say that, you know, he's the bad, uh, Ridge is the bad boy, he ain't even half the stallion that wild bill Look, there's mm. two things. On this show that I need to never hear again. One is Bill doing a nay sound at first. <laughs> Number two is I never want to hear Ridge go, Logan. I never want to hear that again. Even though Ron Moss is off the show, Torsten K says, Logan, 10 times harder. It's like Torsten K wants to be in a Logan war with Ron Moss. I it's never like he smoked 17 things. cigarettes and has four more going when he says yes, man. I'm stepping up. I'm stepping up. Because it really has yeah. to be said. Okay. I love me. I, I, I love me a triangle. Anywhere else but in L.A. Okay, because first off, there are, there are 8.4 million people up in L.A. There are not only seven people to sleep with. But, okay, now that I have said that, Bill has been in love with four women in two years. And they have all been the love, love, love of his life. It's just not believable anymore, and it's starting to hurt. Okay, having said that, Brooke is the only consistent character. Brooke has been Brooke all through. She has, thank God. It's, it's the stabling influence of the show, as scary as that is to say. What happened to Quinn? Who the hell is this woman that is masquerading as Quinn? She is. Uh, I did like those Quinn and Pam scenes. Wait, I like, must say something felt- real quick. After today's episode, I saw a little bit of my Quinn back. I saw a little bit oh, okay. of my Quinn today. Quinn. Okay, okay, I didn't we see today. We got our girl back today. You didn't see today? Okay. Oh, it was I didn't see today. Oh. Oh, we oh my got God. our okay. girl back. The minute we get off, the minute we get off, I'll watch it. Okay. Having said that, also, it's time to kill Liam. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's time to kill him. <laughs> I love me some Scott. Oh my God. Bring him back. I was in general, but it's time to kill him. It's no. time to kill him. Here's no. the thing. Do you remember the classic death of Alice Horton with the donut? And, you know, Marlena <laughs> shoving it down a throat. We don't talk about I that, Casey. Somebody to, I Casey, need somebody to shove a piece of tofu down Liam's throat. No, I, we don't need to. <laughs> I need no. somebody to shove a piece of tofu down Liam's throat. And I need it to be Quinn, okay? I need yes. it to be Quinn. Thank you. Yes. 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 No. And have Pam, have Pam holding him. Yes. We don't let, no, Why no, can't no, it be no, the no, 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 no,
Let it be a lemon bar. Let Quinn, Hamilton you know what? No, his arms behind his back, Quinn, and Quinn will shove the lemon bar down his throat. Quinn can, Quinn can make the tofu, so at least Liam dies with a flavorful piece of tofu <laughs> down his throat. All right. Um, For those who didn't, for those who didn't see today's episode of the Bold and the Beautiful, something sad really happened near the very end. (laughs) (laughs) To some, wait a minute. I'm going to say it like this. To some, it was sad. To some, it's funny. Tell us what it is. Oh, can I do it? Please, can I I do it? Can I do it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so Pam, so as we all know, Pam and Charlie are finally getting married. Yay! So Pam, Yay. you know, since this is her wedding, she's going to, ha- she wants it at the house, okay? She wants and the portrait And as we all up. know, can you let me get it out there? But she, she, like, yeah, she does want the portrait up, but Quinn is like, no, like, no, like, uh-uh, this is not your call. Like, you can't, you know, yeah, we, you're having it at the house, but, you know. So they were tussling back and forth with the portrait. Lord, it went back oh, and Lord. forth, back and forth. Get ready. Shocker. Oh, Lord. Quinn stepped on Stephanie, and the picture is torn. Oh. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. Hold up. They ever, like, Pam was like, <gasps> because it ripped, like, literally her Quinn's shoe. By the way, I think that's a Stephen Queen shoe, like, I believe. Damn. Yeah. It I is, like, literally, it was red and black. It was red on bottom um, with black on it. And it really that's ripped through the foot. Okay. So, yeah, the, the, um, the, the shoe actually went through the heart part of Stephanie. Oh, that is good so I was. Good. I was not mad at Quinn. I was mad at Eric for making a cheap-ass portrait because if Eric would have spent some damn money, then this would have never happened to Stephanie's portrait. I'm just saying. So don't be mad at Quinn. Be mad at Eric. I'm mad at all three of them. I'm mad at all three of them. This is how you can be a soul fan. Because real quick. My thing is is that I'm glad that Pam is getting married, but at the same time, and I understand her wishes are, you know, to have her sister present, you know. At the same time, I'm looking at Eric, and I'm like, you know what, this is your house as well as Quinn's house too, and if your wife does not feel comfortable with the picture being put up, I mean, it's it's kind of like, all right, if it was my house, Obviously, I would talk to my current spouse about it. If my current spouse feels a certain type of way about it, I would go to the person and say, hey, look, you know, out of respect, do you mind if we don't hang the picture up, but we can we can do something to honor well, Stephanie at your wedding. Yeah. yeah. You know? If this is real life, was real life, this, I was you know, church. it's coming up on the fifth anniversary of Stephanie being gone. So, in real life, we should see the aspects where the spouse has been gone long enough for them, you know, to remember and, you know, on an anniversary get really sad. But it's been long enough to where this, you know, Eric can say no to Pam, you know, with Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So uh-huh. it's it's been long enough for Eric to really take Quinn's input and be like, okay, you're right, and I respect you. 
because nobody has worked harder to get Eric to respect them unless you count Sheila Carter because you know Sheila Carter was like, look, Stephanie, get your ass out of my house. He's my man now. I mean, Mm -hmm. not even Brooke worked this hard to get Eric to hear her opinion. And so I feel like Stephanie's been gone long enough to where Eric says, oh, yeah, we'll come to your wedding. We'll let you use the kitchen to bake the cake, but we all going to meet at a church. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And if you want to be walked down the aisle by the portrait, God bless, but that's the only way we can use this portrait. Yeah. This even goes back, you know, I don't know why Eric has disrespected Quinn at every turn. It's almost like he doesn't really love her. You know what I mean? Because, you know, he disrespected her and sided with Steffi over her for a short time. We all remember Sheila. I'm so, Quinn should have laid into Eric about believing Sheila over her. Now, I get it. You know, Brad wrote a shitty-ass Sheila return story, but those beats should still be played. You know, we shouldn't yeah. forget. Yeah, you know? yeah. and also know the, whole, the whole Katie yeah. dalliance, too. The whole Katie dalliance, too. Exactly. She definitely, yeah. yep. So Quinn yep. really needs to be like, either you choose me or you choose somebody else. I I mean, we're at that point in the storyline where Eric should be like, Quinn should be like, you choose me or you choose somebody else. It's time. You know, Quinn really needs to ask Eric these big questions about the future of their marriage because if he keeps disrespecting her like that, then they have nothing. You know, why are they doing this? Why did Quinn work so tirelessly to get this man in her life only for him to not respect any of her opinions about anything. Now, see, if they were playing it the beat that he still harbors a little bit of the resentment over what went down with Quinn and, R- and Ridge, then I could, then it would be a little believable. You know, if a snark was thrown in every once in a while or something, but it's, it's you know, Eric's never been two-faced. But oh. almost playing it like he's two-faced. But here's a, this would be a good scene for Quinn to say, why have you disrespected my opinion regarding this house we've rebuilt together at every turn? And Eric should say, well, why did you disrespect me and want to lay with my son? Yeah, That needs to happen. Those scenes need to happen. And Quinn needs to be like, you're throwing that back in my face. I thought we were over that. And Eric could say stuff like, well, I thought we were over that whole mess of, you know, how I idiotically believed um, that Sheila was good again. You know, those scenes need to be played. They desperately need to be played right away because of what's happened over the course of today's episode. So, Brad, I know you can write. You know, Brad needs to assign this script to Michelle Valjean. And there you yes. go. Yes, yes, yes. And on that note, let's get back on the train and head over to Fort Charles. Let's do it. Nobody's going to Yep. Nobody's going to break my We don't have much time. Uh, well, okay, okay. So I can get my work done fixed. I'm going to... I'm going to start off. I get my voice back. There you go. Um, number one, 
I take it Griffin was wrong with what he did. Maybe he shouldn't have gone after Kiki the second they broke up. I'm so down with it. But he still he still does not deserve Ava's act of contrition. Going to going to the church and telling and telling on him that was completely over the top. She had no place. Yeah. I feel like this story started out great and now it's really gone downhill. And that's how I feel with all of General Hospital. General Hospital is like three steps away from greatness. Not being the best soap on the air right now, but greatness. And every turn, they start out so good and then somewhere in the middle of all of their stories they lose it. Um, You know, I could have even tolerated this whole Charlie Pub, you know, random guy, Margot's dad is buried underneath the concrete. I could have tolerated it. (laughs) But then it became very convoluted and, you know, this Griffin... Ava Kiki thing is becoming convoluted as well because now all of a sudden this Sasha chick likes him all because she stared at his non-existent ass for 15 seconds. So (laughs) I don't really understand General Hospital. I really don't. And I feel like it's no longer Frank Valentini's fault. I feel like it's too many cooks in the kitchens in terms of Barbara Bloom, in terms of Shelly Altman, in terms of Nathan Varney. Because yeah. here's the thing. They need to really get rid of a lot of people. They need to get Nathan to back off. Um, they need to fire Shelly and promote Chris to head writer and have Elizabeth yeah. Cordy as his co-head because you know she's been there the longest and Elizabeth knows that show like the back of her hand they need to get read and I'm being honest here they need to get read of about 25 cast members they really do they need general hospital needs to spend 2019 getting read of 25 cast members and that means taking a hard look at who they have Really, I mean, they may need to fire some heavyweight daytime soap actors. Get rid of Roger Hilbert. Get rid of Michelle Stafford. Get rid of the Sasha girl. Really, they're going to have to be very real and really look at themselves. Because right now, General Hospital is the next step for cancellation. Even though Days of Our Lives is in last place, I feel like General Hospital would be the next step for cancellation. Here's the thing. They're poised. They're poised. They had the perfect storyline to thin out the cast a little bit. They have Ryan Chamberlain on the loose in Port Charles, and they're playing silly little Morris Code games. This is, like, absolutely ridiculous. Now, where is the super couple, where is the power couple of Ryan and Ava? That needs to happen. Exactly. Exactly. 
I would, as much as I hate to say this, the, the day Maura West leaves the show, I am going to, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to go into a coma. I think. <laughs> However, I would sacrifice Ava to the manipulations of Ryan that they team up, he brainwashes Harvey, whatever the hell, however it goes, and they go on a killing spree together. Olivia, bye-bye. Griffin, bye-bye. Uh, Nina, bye-bye. Uh, Sasha, Kiki, uh, I mean, I, I got a hit list. And the hit list, I love Olivia, but she does nothing. There's nothing for her on the campus anymore. Take her and the kids. You know what? I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not down with killing kids, but if he's got to go down the stands with Olivia, I'm, I'm, I'll be okay with it. Kill somebody, kill somebody, you know, I love me some Felicia, I love me some Lucy Coe, but kill a big name that's going to cause a, a definite rippling impact. We're never going to see Holly or Sonny go. We're never going to see them go, but that would be the best. That would be the best the show could do if they killed. I love Laura Wright. I love Carly. But one of the big names, one of the powerhouses, if he, you know, yeah. Here's who I would get rid of. They don't have to be killed. Some could just leave town. But here's who I would get rid of. I would get rid of Kim, Julian, uh, let's see, Michael, I'm sorry, he's got to go. I would also get rid of... And you know what? Anthony, he could be your big kill. Because Michael is a huge legacy character. So kill Michael your big kill. Yeah, um, and that would that would forever that would seal the deal and get rid of Sonny and Carly forever too. Yeah, actually, that's a really you know what? although you, real quick, I would you got to stay though. There is chemistry on. with Michael and Maxie. I wish they would go there, but go ahead. I want them to go there. Um, I would get rid. Well, Haley Aaron's already leaving, so I hope. Yeah. Um, I would get rid Aww. of Finn. I would get rid of Margo. I'd get rid of Jordan. I'm just going to say it. This new Jordan is a bust. Thank you. Thank it. you. We all <laughs> our girl, Vanessa. Vanessa, I know you're making that money up in, you know, Canada, but how how you doing, girl? But please come back. Please, we miss you. Um, I would get rid of Roger Hober. I would get rid of <gasps> Lisa LaCicero. I would get oh, rid no. of... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. See, David just filled in for our Canadian fans. Oh, no. Oh, yes, honey. <laughs> I would get rid of Lulu unless they give her a new man. I would, I would get rid of Nina. I would get rid of – no, I'd keep Curtis because I like staring at his ass. Um, <laughs> no. So, yeah, I mean, really, General Hospital currently has 63 cast members. That is too much – or even if the show was two hours long. I mean, there's just too much. And General Hospital has so much dead weight because, uh, look, I love our friends over there at Soap Opera News. Um, I love you, Michael, um, and everybody over there. Yeah. Yeah. But every two weeks, it's three new cast members join General Hospital, uh, you know, the original voice of Scrappy Doo is coming to General Hospital as, uh, you know, Margot Dawson's, you know, secret love child. And, you know, it's just too much. I love that girl who played um, 
on Dark Shadows in uh, the 90s who's coming to GH. I love her so much. I've always loved her. But what is the point? What is the point of her coming on as Margot's mom? Why is she not playing Elizabeth's like, mom? Elizabeth's oh, mom? Ooh, that would be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick you on something, Casey, about this because, look, anybody who knows me yeah. knows I have a love hate relationship with General Hospital. And I agree. There are some people that need to go, you know, and there's some people that need to be propped up. At the same time, like you said, how come in the last couple of years, and I'm going to speak on behalf of all the fans who've been waiting for this, everybody has a mom except for Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the new people, the yeah. new people get mm-hmm. like, you know, Finn, Finn got a brother and a father. Elizabeth's been on for over 21 years. We have yet to see her father and her mother. This woman has been raped, had birth, gave birth, had weddings, and not once have we seen mom or dad. And the thing is, you said, Right now, like you said, there could be a murder storyline about to go down with Ryan. It could be, okay? And the thing is, is that... Yeah, okay, you real know, quick, Candace. Let's be real. Yeah. We know exactly who the murder story is going to be. It's going to be Kiki, the nurse Mary Pat, and somebody way off campus like, um, I don't know, Valerie. It's going to be three stupid oh, no. characters that we don't care about. <laughs> That we don't yeah, care about it. Here's the thing, but see, this is what, this is General Hospital. I'm going to be honest with you. I have I have this as much as I love a, a who done it a murder mystery storyline because loving will still have the best freaking the murder best mystery ever. 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 I'm, okay. I'm like seriously. <laughs> nobody nobody has been able to do that. And with General Hospital, when I hear about them, you know, maybe killing Kiki off because we don't, know, we know she's leaving, but we don't know if they're gonna <clears throat> her off. I mean, I think they are. They have to be oh, careful please. because the last time, because no, here's the thing: the last time they did this was the the hospital murders, and it was Sabrina, and that was a huge backlash on the show. And the thing is, yeah, is that I personally I don't, and did I, not find that that heifer was going, but right. you're right. You and, know? Yeah, I look at this, like, to me, with General Hospital, I don't even, the sad thing is I don't trust them to get rid of characters. I don't. What they should do, and I've always said this, is that why not do a spinoff? Why not have Molly and TJ go to New York City or Ron do the Ron Tolt reboot? Y'all talked about it. Why not? Like to me, there is certain there are certain storylines that is like, okay, come on. What? Like Frank? I'm sorry, I got to get on my soapbox again. There is no triangle with Drew, Sam, and Jason. Let it Thank go. You. Yes. You didn't do it. You did not do this story the way you were supposed to do it. It's been a year as of next week that Drew had his memories in a Christmas tree, light box, whatever. You should have had this story already done, sealed, signed, and delivered. I am done with the ongoing drama. There is no ongoing drama. And I got to be honest, thing- I would also get rid of Billy Miller. I've, I'm going there. I would get rid of Billy Miller because that show is doing him a disservice. And that is no shade against Billy Miller. I want Billy Miller to go somewhere where he would be respected as an actor. That is what I want to happen. And so, you know, I would have Billy Miller go to Dave's. And 
I had a captain in my head. Hold on. Let me make sure he is old enough. Let's see how old that is. I'm even over the Cameron and Jocelyn and Oscar storyline, and that's coming from me. I wanted Cameron and Jocelyn. Yes. <laughs> the thing is, is that like with the Cameron, the Cameron and Jocelyn thing. You know what? I I had to sit down this week, and I was like, "Soap Jesus, please tell me I'm not wrong." And then Soap Jesus was like, "No, Candace, you're not wrong." And I was like, "Okay," because the Oscar Jocelyn and Cameron storyline reminds me of Emily Xander and Nicholas. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I I can't. I'm not as I'm 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 invested yeah. in Jocelyn because I've seen her grow on this show, literally grow on the show. I remember when she when Mama gave birth. I I remember yeah. I know her. I know Cameron, Oscar. I don't. I'm not feeling him. I'm not feeling him at all. And I don't. I mean, when you gave him an illness, okay. I guess I had some kind of connection because I'm like this young man was lied to, but in a way his current, his mother was protecting him, you know, but even right. if that, I can't, I mean, there are certain stories that I'm just like, okay, so is he going to die on the show? What, what are we doing? What are we doing here? We got three months. Come on, let's go. Like TikTok, you're going to have a miracle cure. You're going to cure him. Okay. All right. Guys, uh, just, guys, we got to wind up. We got four minutes. Want to say your thank you? Okay. Well, so, my my final thought, um, I'll just jump right into it. My final thought is that General Hospital really look at your writing staff and then look at your cast. And I want everybody on the writing staff to write a collective Bible of how they would have in 2019 20 characters leave the show. I want them to come up with a collective story Bible, and I want them to all sign a petition for Frank to stop casting hot men that make him hard, because <laughs> that is why we have gotten a parade of men that they do nothing with, and it's just getting to the point where it's annoying. Sure, it's a hot guy on a soap sometimes. But I don't need 38 of them who can't act in two months. So that's what I want on GH. On Young and Restless, Young and Restless, keep doing what you're doing. I'm liking your show again. Loving it. Bold and beautiful. Got a minute and a half, Case. And then Days of Our Lives, you're awesome. Okay, there we go. Nice. Welcome back, Casey. Everybody remember what we spoke about at the beginning of the show? And keep on watching. Come back in two weeks. Okay. Yep. That's what I'm going to say. Welcome back, Casey. Happy birthday, Jean Cooper. Candace? Yep. Respect Thank you, the genre. Respect the genre and respect the soap bets. Boom. Support our show. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Love you guys. Thanks for having me back. Mm. The, the more you See know. You in two weeks. <laughs>